The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I'm so delighted to have you listen in. We are once again talking about going from the third dimension to the fifth dimension tonight, and there are some amazing correlations coming up with this aspect. I just love how the universe works. As soon as you start talking about the fifth dimension, more and more information starts flowing in. And tonight, the universe has delivered to us Maureen St. Germain, who is called the Practical Mystic. Now, Maureen is the founder of the Akashic Records International, and she is extremely accurate. Akashic Records Guide and Instructor. She just wrote the book Waking Up in 5D, a practical guide to multidimensional transformation which provides tools to guide you into living in the fifth dimensional world right now, today. She has some great information. Like, did you realize that you at times, have already experienced life in the fifth dimension. She's going to be talking about that, and you're going to love it. Now, remembering back to, once again, December 21st, 2012, when the Mayans said that it was the end of an era. And what that meant was that it was the end of the third dimensional world where we all experienced a not so easy life. But now we are all entering the fifth dimension. And as you can probably tell, that the third dimensional world is really rearing up its ugly head to distract us from learning about how to merge and live happily ever after in the fifth dimension and beyond. So we have got a great show with Maureen St. Germain. So just relax, get tuned in, and release any daily distractions, knowing that all of this new information is flowing in daily about the fifth dimension, and you are tuning in because you need to know about it. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Did you know that every human uses only a small portion of their powerful mind? Jules Johnson, International Certified Hypnotherapist, wants to introduce you to your powerful mind in order to create your dream life. In as little as one session, Jules guides you into releasing limiting beliefs that keep you from achieving wealth, health, better relationships, and even true love. Schedule a session in Palm Springs or set up a Skype video session for those nationally and internationally. Jules would love to serve as your guide into living your dreams. Go to creativeguidedimagery.com or call 951-201-2166. That's creativeguidedimagery.com.
You're listening to Law of Attraction Radio Network, enhancing the well-being of millions of listeners worldwide. LOARadioNetwork.com is heard through 25 different internet radio stations, as well as iTunes Radio, Stitcher.com, and our mobile apps. The Law of Attraction Radio Network, your trusted source of daily inspiration at LOARadioNetwork.com. Are you ready to be activated to draw money to you? Hi, I'm Jules, and I created the triple-powered money activation app featuring a powerful LOA hypnosis session with high-frequency sounds from Code Dimensions that was fully energized by energy transformer Eric Altman. That's why I call it the triple-powered money activation. I've been getting amazing reports on the effectiveness of this state-of-the-art app. Best part is the app is only $9.99 and you can find it on iTunes and Google Play to download into your smartphone. Just put in money activation in the App Store search and look for our green triple powered money activation app. Use it every night as you fall asleep. Get yours today and start manifesting money tomorrow. Okay, we are back. Just want to let you know that we are almost sold out of the October issue of Law of Attraction magazine. But we do have some left of the August issue featuring Neil Donald Walsh. So go ahead and subscribe and I will make sure your subscriptions start right away. Also, starting in January, I'm told that my hypnosis and coaching rates are going up. So, if you want a session, now would be the time to do it. It can be done through Skype or FaceTime, and the hypnosis session will be recorded for you to listen to as many times as you need to. Remember, you only really need one session because your brain is incredible. Plus, I am doing energy work as well to heal your pineal gland and reset your pituitary gland to help increase the serotonin that brings about a great sense of well-being. It's important that you start receiving your own messages through the pineal gland so that your intuition increases. Now is the time for you to really get the the download of information that you need to have. And I can promise you, you're going to love, love, love the results. So contact me at staff at LOARadioNetwork.com and we'll set up an appointment for you and we'll have a great time talking and getting you on track for the beginning of 2018. So now let's chat with Maureen Germain. Her website is MaureenStGermain.com which is Maureen, M-A-U-R-E-E-N, S-T-G-E-R-M-A-I-N.com. If you'd like to purchase her book, or you may be interested in some of her fabulous workshops and appearances. Well, welcome, Maureen, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm so delighted to have you today. Likewise. Likewise. You know, I love the title that you have 
Practical Mystic. How did you get that? Um, there was a book called Famous Wisconsin Mystics. And probably more than 15 years ago, I was featured in it. And they called me a practical mystic. And then someone else called me a practical mystic, totally unrelated, hadn't seen the book. And so it kind of stuck. It's a great title. I love it. Because you need to be practical to live in our current dimension and yet be able to expand out to a bigger cosmic dimension as well. So the title is just perfect for you. Now you've got a brand new book called Waking Up in 5D, A Practical Guide to Multidimensional Transformation. Can you tell us about it? And especially what is the difference between the third dimension and the fifth dimension? Uh, the difference is a vibrational frequency. So uh, think of fifth dimension as the equivalent to what everyone else teaches us is heaven. Your relationships are good. You're, you're able to connect with God. You have a sense of knowing what's coming. You have a sense of knowing what you want to do. Your body's in good shape like that. In, um, <clears throat> in third dimension, we're faced with polarity. We're faced with good and bad, right and wrong. We're faced with judgment. We're faced with, with all kinds of stuff that uh, no longer serves us. And we, all of us, humanity, is transitioning from the third dimension to the fifth dimension. And it's never been done this way before. We've heard of the yogis ascending or Jesus ascending, but we're going to do an equivalent of an ascension without dying. And that's the piece that's really amazing. And people are doing it every day. And they just don't know it. So part of what the book is about is helping people to identify markers of what is it that is happening and how does it show up. And then secondly, how to be proactive so you can be ahead of the curve and on the lookout for opportunities to keep yourself anchored in 5D or to uh, pull yourself out of 3D. Um, that's primarily it. Wow. So that brings up many questions that we all want to know about. You are saying that we can live permanently in the fifth dimension. And actually, humanity is shifting towards the fifth dimension where soon we will not have to live in this heavy density 3D world at all, right? That's true. That's very true. I'll give you an example. Uh, last night I did a radio show. And the uh, people who were doing it also had te some technical difficulties. And, but what happened to them is they went into the studio and the uh, uh, organization that they were working with had redone the software and all of their data was gone. So they had to rebuild what they were used to having already ready for them. And I didn't have any information whatsoever and as I'm, you know, trying to call in, I'm, I'm getting, you know, your show hasn't started yet. And I'm thinking, yeah, gosh, it should have started, you know, like 10 minutes ago. And, you know, each call, it, it's getting a little later. But as I'm in this space, you know, I'm in this nice zone. And I'm feeling like, no, it's all right. Just keep trying. And sure enough, when I finally got in and we started chatting and recording the show, at a certain point and not right away, they said, yeah, you know, this is what happened. We came in and Everything was all kerfluey, and uh, so we had to rebuild everything, and that's just how they said it. They didn't say it like they were angry. They didn't say it like they were upset. They weren't worried about the time, and they basically said, you know, we're sorry if, you, if we hung you up a little bit, but, you know, we're good. 
and I was good. That's 5D because there's no stress. You don't let things get to you and you are in a heart-centered space. So even when you don't understand why things are happening the way they are, you're able to be in a heart space so that when the answer does come, it's not a big deal. Very different energy. And, and there's really some really cool stories to help people uh, uh, get it. Um, I've seen, I've heard stories of people, for example, who have been in a car accident or near to a car accident and they move into this heart space of unconditional love and then they look in their rearview mirror and the accident is behind them. They're not even in it. They're literally shifting dimensions. Uh, and there's lots of other cool stories that I'm sure the audience has yet. So you're saying that when you get into the 5D world, you are actually living stress-free. And as soon as you get into that unconditional love state, you are then in the fifth dimension. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. So when you first fall in love, that's an example. But I'll give you another example that's very interesting, and it kind of gives all these little flavors in it. I wait in a lot of lines. I go through TSA quite a bit because of my travel. And I usually don't mind waiting in line. But one day, uh, someone walked right in front of me. And I spoke up. And I just said, you know, hey, you just walked in front of me. And the guy turned around, looked at me in the eye and said, I am so sorry. I didn't even see you there. Well, the reason he didn't see me is because I was so 5D. And he was so 3D in his thinking about what he was doing and staying focused to get his stuff on the conveyor belt, he didn't see me because I wasn't seeable to him. But the minute I spoke to him, he realized I was there. When we come out the other side, you know, I said, I am so sorry. I never speak up like that, you know. And he said, no, no, it's no big deal. You know, we're all in this together. So I pulled him into my 5D zone because he was so sincere and so appropriately apologetic, but not in a, you know, like, uh, blame kind of thing. It's just that he didn't. He was telling me he didn't see me, and that was cool. And when I first told the story to a radio host, she said he didn't see you because you were five D, and that was like, whoa! Of course, that's what happened. Yeah. So in five D, you can see the lower dimensions. In three D, you don't. So they're like nested Russian dolls, and in three D, you don't notice things. Another way you can tell is let's say you come in from doing some errands and you put your sunglasses away in a drawer. Then you think, that, oh, I should have gotten this. I better go out and get it. So now you're a little more anxious and you go in the drawer and they're not there. And you you know, start to pull stuff out of the drawer. It's still not there. So you put everything back and you think to yourself, there is no way I misplaced these. It was, it was not that long ago. I didn't forget where I put them. But you grab your spare. You go take care of your business. You come back, now you're in a lighthearted mood again because you've taken care of whatever it was. You put your sunglasses away, forgetting that you're using your spare. <clears throat> and in that second, when you open the drawer, the regular pair is there. And you think to yourself, how the heck can that be? And then you forget about it and you dismiss it. But what's really happening is you were in 5D when you put them away. And then you were anxious, so you dropped back into 3D had to use your spare, and then when you were back in 5D in your blissful place after finishing your second set of errands, you open the drawer and there it is. And this happens to people all the time. In my classes, I'll, I'll get a showing of hands, and over 80% of the room will admit, 
that they have put something away or put something down and gone back for it and it's gone. And then sometime later, they go back for it and it's right where it should be. And the joke, of course, people say, oh, fairies are taking it. But that's not what's happening. We are shifting. And the interesting thing is, at first, I started asking, you know, where did my stuff go? And I was always told it's in a higher dimension. And initially, I thought my stuff was going ahead of me. We're all going to go higher dimension anyway. Must be that we're practicing with my stuff. You know, like you send rabbits into space or something. But no, one day I asked a different question and I said, what's going on? And by the way, that's the only question anybody should be asking because it's the one question that has no pejoratives and no biases. And I'll come back to that. So I asked the question, what's going on? And I was told, Maureen, you were in a higher dimension when you put that stuff down. So then I called myself down and said, okay, I'm ready to get it back. And right away it's there. So the what's going on question, and that, that was a, the, the PST resistance was when it happened with one of my kids and he came into the house and put something in his book bag and then came into the kitchen to tell me some story and then goes back to the book bag and says, here, I'll show you what I mean. And he goes in the book bag and it's not there, whatever it was he just put there. And he says with a wild look on his face, mom, I just put it there. And I said, I know, I saw you do it. Pulls everything out of the book bag. It's not there. And I said, well, honey, just put everything back. We'll ask for it to come back. You come in the kitchen and finish your story. So we did. And then when he finished the story, I said, okay, now go look. And there it was, right where he'd left it. And that's when I knew for sure I wasn't making it up because I was the observer this time instead of the, the participant or the doer. Um, and I want to go back to the what question, too, because that's really, really important for people. Wow, that's fascinating. When you think about the interview questions, and there's six of them, who, what, when, where, why, and how, okay, all of them are asking for information so you can solve a problem, except for one. So if you say... Who ate the cookies is because you want to go to that person and say, why didn't you share? When were the cookies eaten? That's the mom who was worried that the kids aren't going to eat dinner. Why are the cookies gone? Well, we didn't put any fruit out. No wonder they ate the cookies. I, you see how this is all looking at us solving a problem. But when you say what, the universe can give you the full story. When I asked where were my keys or my sunglasses, I was told, well, they're in a higher dimension. But that doesn't solve it when I say what's going on and I get told well you were in a higher dimension when you put them down that's like whoa and everybody's doing this already so your listeners our listeners today can hear this and say you know what that is true that is true I've been multidimensional and I didn't even know it okay again this is bringing up some questions because I had always assumed that with all of our trials and tribulations in the three-dimensional world it was our job to learn how to be happy regardless of what was going on but now you're telling me that what we really need to be learning is how to live in the 5d world carefree and it's interesting that you say this because a lot of people think that we're in 3D to learn. And that's not exactly what we're here for. We're here to expand the database, to increase. We separate it from that which is not separable from. So we separate it from God. We're all God. We're all one with God. But we separate it from that which is inseparable to increase God, to increase the database. So it isn't about learning per se, because learning still has a pejorative sound to it. Learning still says we're missing something that we ought to not miss. Whereas if you say you're increasing the database, then all experiences 
are valuable and valued. In our case, 3D was never intended to go as low as we have gone. Or man's inhumanity to man was never intended by the divine. And that's a whole other story, subject of other people's books. Certainly, um, I've referenced that. There were energies that, you know, drove humanity. You know, like you breed dogs to be mean or you breed dogs to be a certain way. Well, there was a whole energy on the planet that were supposed to be supervising humanity's progress. And they were literally pushing the envelope in a way that was not appropriate, which is part of why. Humanity has been so awful to humans or all, to the earth, really. But now all of that is gone, doesn't matter. And we're in the place where we can consciously choose to be fifth dimensional. And there's lots of ways we can do that. Now, we haven't mentioned the fourth dimension. Yeah, that's another question. What is the fourth dimension? The, the fourth dimension is also a vibratory zone, but it is a portal. So it's where our emotions are residing, our emotions feed into third. Fourth dimension still has polarity. So the dark energy of fourth dimension would be the astral plane. It would be that zone that you saw in the movie, What Dreams May Come, when Robin Williams went to get his wife. Oh, right. I love that movie. Um, And the high places of fourth dimension are the happiness, joy, gratitude, and bliss, and they move you right into fifth. Because again, both of them are are vortex-like. One is a vortex taking you dark, and the other one is a vortex taking you light. And when you move into the light, then right away you move into fifth, and that fifth-dimensional zone is a place that we are choosing to now reside. And there's all kinds of vibrational support around us. There's new grids that are in place that make it easier for all of us to behave differently. You know, I, I, you're a blonde. I'm a blonde. We're not showing our faces today, but I joke around, you know, pretend you're a blonde. You know, you, you can never insult a blonde. Do you know why? No, I haven't heard that. <laughs> Explain it. Because she only hears compliments. Oh, too funny. <laughs> and it's really funny. Um, I, I still remember the time that my stepfather, who had a sharp tongue, a nice man, but he had a sharp tongue, And he was frustrated with me because I didn't understand what he wanted. And I kept trying to please him in in the way that he wasn't wanting. And he finally looked at me and said, you're just like your, oh, you're just like your mother. And I turned and I looked at him and I said, you know, that's one of the nicest things you've ever said to me. And my mother kind of leaned in, no, 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 that's not what he meant. And I looked and I said, yeah, but I get to choose how I receive it. Oh, yes. The law of attraction mentality that we all love to have. This is so wonderful. Okay, the fourth dimension is a portal that leads us into the fifth dimension. And you're saying that we can go into the fifth dimension whenever we feel the unconditional love in that moment. And we can actually stay in the fifth dimension as we interact with those still remaining in the third dimension. Right? Did I get that right? That's right. That's right. You can and I'll give you a tool that's super easy, and at the end, I'll repeat it again if it's okay. And that is, <clears throat> I am asking for a day of heaven on earth for me and everyone I am in contact with. And then sometimes I add in everyone I'm in contract with, because maybe I don't see you today, but I'm in a contract with you, and I want things to be easy for when we do connect. What happens is then the minute someone connects with me, 
the energy is juicy and yummy and loving. And I'll give you an example. I was at the airport. I sat down at this restaurant where there's, you know, like a uh, kind of like a bar situation. And I'm trying to figure out how to order on this little tablet. And I'm struggling. And one of the waiters comes over and he shows me how to do it. And he says, here, I'll do it for you. And he, you know, does a whole bunch of stuff. And he walks away. And then somebody else comes and helps me. And I, this goes on. You know, I've had three or four people show up and help me out and try and get the order placed. Okay. Then while I'm waiting for the food, the lady and I, the lady next to me and I start to chat. And she said, you know, I sat down and no one even talked to me. And I looked at her and I said, really? I said, they were all over me. And she said, yeah, I saw that. And I said, well, let me give you my tool. And I said, I taught her that same phrase. I'm asking for a day of heaven on earth for me and everyone I come in contact with. And I said, you watch, it'll change how people act with you. And it does because you're you're holding the matrix not only for yourself but for whoever ends up in your field. I love that. So you're actually claiming that as your intention for the day. Wow! How can you go wrong with that? It's great. That's right. And this, here's another one. How did I find out? How did I learn this? And the answer is one day, many years ago, maybe even like 15 or 20 years ago, I was traveling. I was on an overnight flight and I get off the plane and a a familiar face at my local airport sees me and says, oh, hi, Maureen, how are you doing? And I'm thinking about the fact that I've got to go home, get on and get all the stuff turned around and get back to the airport to catch a flight to the East Coast from my West Coast trip. So I used a phrase that I never use only when I'm trying to make something dramatic in in a workshop. And I said, oh, well, I'm having my day from blank. Uh, Because I have to be back here in a couple hours to catch another plane. And she looked at me kind of funny. And then I said, but I'm having a day of heaven on earth because I'm flying with United. And we both left. I went home. There was this inch of water on my basement floor. Uh, I called my neighbor. He came over. We shut off the water. We called the repairman. He came. He only charged me $125 because my higher self told me where he should drill in a wall to find the leak. My neighbor says, I'll put up the fans, you know, you can go. And I went and did my errands. I made my bank deposit. I mailed a a postcard mailing. I came home, the phone's ringing. And United says, you know, you're on this later flight because I had moved my flight and they were not going to charge me the extra hundred dollars. But the new person calling me says, you know, both of our feeder flights into Chicago are running late. Is there any way you can make the earlier flight, which is now running an hour late? And I said, actually, I can. I'm only 15 minutes from the airport and my suitcase is already in the car. So I get on the plane and I'm sitting there thinking about all the stuff that happened and how easy it was. And I asked, what's going on? How did that happen? And I was told, heaven on earth. So then I thought, well, the next time I have a busy day, I'm going to ask for that again. Well, the second time I asked for it, I thought, I'm not waiting till I have a busy day. I'm going to do what you just said. I'm going to ask for it every day. So if someone is having a tumultuous day and they simply ask the universe what is going on how come I'm not in the fifth dimension well you could say what's going on but I wouldn't do how come because there you go into pejoratives and judgment again oh yeah that's a good point thanks so you just have to say uh what's going on or what do I need to do to get back into fifth dimension okay just keep the what all those other questions the inter, you know the five six interview questions they they lead us down a path so that we can solve things with our human mind and and i discovered all of this because as i was teaching people how to connect with their higher self 
I realized that a lot of people ask what I call the second last question. And the second last question you can ask your higher self is a piece of information so you can solve a problem. So let's say you think it might rain today. So you ask um, the second last question is, uh, is it going to rain today? But the last question is, is it in my highest and best good to carry an umbrella? Ah. See? So I began to realize that all of these, these standard questions that we're all taught, like in fifth grade, are useful so we can collect data and solve a problem. But the what question is the only question that is completely open-ended and gives the universe the ability to give us the full story. Because when we are willing to hear it, we will hear it. But if we're only asking a narrow question, like why, how come, is a why question, you're only wanting to know what's wrong with me. How come my world is like this instead of what's going on? Because maybe the whole, maybe everybody is having uh, a wacky day and it's just, you know, the astrology or whatever that, you know, connections are going to be a little iffy. So if you're feeling stress, then you are identifying that you are in the 3D world. And if you were in the fifth dimensional world, you would feel no stress about the issues going on. Well, think about it. I had an inch of water on my basement floor. I had water overflowing a wall. I had a pipe that had broken behind walls. And none of it caused me any stress because I, I turned off the water at the main. I knew enough to do that. I knew to call my neighbor who was knowledgeable about houses and he was home. He could have been at his summer cottage on that particular day. So from my vantage point, it wasn't stressful because the solutions were easy to locate. And, and you find yourself not getting, you're not, your typical reaction is not typical anymore. And I'll, I'll give you another example. You know, I was home, uh, uh, one, not even a full day. I was only home maybe 12 hours and I was working at my desk and my husband comes in. I'm on my, on the phone and he looks at me, he says, where's my lunch? I'm hungry. Now I just looked at him and I thought that's, that's pretty wild. But you know, I'd been away for three weeks. Maybe he was looking forward to someone else making lunch. I don't know. So I just got up and I took care of it and he did the same thing the next day. So later that, the second day, uh, he wanted me to go to the store with him. And I said, no, you know, when I go into Costco, I'm looking at the books. I want to look at the clothes. When my five-year-old gets out, you're not real happy. And then I looked at him and I said, and your five-year-old was out yesterday at lunchtime and today too. And we both laughed. So it doesn't mean things don't, you, that they're not, I'll use the word disagreeable, or that you, you would prefer they didn't happen that way. But your reaction to it is is totally different kind and loving exactly and healthy yeah isn't that funny we knew that even when we were babies that we wanted a life that was stress-free happy and secure this is what we wanted intuitively isn't it amazing that you're bringing us this information which is what we have intuitively wanted since the beginning of our time on this planet. Now, you have talked about your higher self. How do you teach people to connect with their higher self? Um, I found that I could develop a set of skills that I give people. And it's a set of sim seven simple rules that you follow for six weeks. 
And at the end of that six weeks, you have 100% accuracy. And it's based on experience. Um, I tell people they have to go at least 45 days. They may only ask yes, no questions. They may only ask questions that they don't care one way or the other what they do. So if you always wear these shoes with that outfit, don't be asking, just wear them. If you're looking at bonbons and you're thinking, I wonder if I should have one and you really want one, just eat it because you already have your desires all over it. So you, you pick things you don't care about. And what happens is I, I call the ego like its own personality. So the ego wants you to be happy. Your ego wants you to get what you want. But your ego is always solving problems for you. But your ego is always solving problems based on your history, on someone else's history, never based on anything else. So it's always a form of prediction. So if that's true, then you could use your higher self as also a, quote, form of prediction. So what I do is I take people through this process. They're not allowed to ask important questions. They're not allowed to use any other form of divination for the six weeks. That means no pendulum, no muscle testing, none of that. And you, you ask your higher self for a symbol or signal, and then you use that and you let it get stronger and stronger so that you could be in a difficult situation and ask your higher self, and you'd be able to know for certain it was your higher self giving you the answer. And if you get an idea or a message in your head to do something, you can always ask, is this my higher self telling me to stop what I'm doing right now and go right home now? Yes, so you do. Because you have that experience. And the reason you have to go six weeks is because in six weeks you get new DNA. And in six weeks you have enough experiences that your ego gets it. That even when it's counterintuitive, your higher self is always right. You know, it's like if I'm going to the races and I start telling you, you know, six weeks ago I won 5K and last week I won 3,000. And, and, you know, the week before that I won 8,000. Do you want to go with me next time? Of course you're going to say yes. yes. So the ego, again, uses history to help you make good decisions. So when your ego says, I don't want this, I don't want this, I don't want this, and then the higher self says, yes, you do, you can know that your higher self knows something you don't know. So is your higher self actually your intuition? Can you provide some clarity on that? No, I don't agree that your higher self is just your intuition because I think your intuition is more like a global statement like Kleenex. Your intuition could be your angels. It could be your guides. It could be your personality, you know, or your your um, desire body that's kind of trying to influence things. But your higher self is you and it is the version of you that's fully plugged into God. You and I being fully plugged into God without raising our vibration, we're going to like fry the circuit, so to speak. But we can connect with the higher self, which is like the conduit or the transformer of the God energy. So the higher self knows the highest and best choice for you. And it also knows what you want. And so that's why it's able to give you information that you might think is counterintuitive. And I have a bunch of examples um, one time I was trying to reach a guy when I was working in the corporate world and I was trying to get a story from my nonprofit in the newspaper and I kept calling this guy and I kept, you know, coming up dead. He wasn't there. So I asked my higher self to help me get a hold of this guy and I forgot about it. And then 10 minutes till five or five minutes till five, I get a very clear message, call the guy. And I'm thinking, no, I, I want to get out of here. We're trying to get out of here. 
call the guy. Okay, fine. So I call the guy and he says to me, Maureen, how could you possibly know I would be here? I am never here at this time. But not only did I get the interview, but I also got the story on the front page of the, of the newspaper. Another time I was driving my car and going down the road on an interstate when a big semi tractor trailer passes me. And I get told to get up close behind this vehicle like you would be in the slipstream or the airfoil, as they call it. That means he's using more gas and I'm using less. And it's not cool to do. People do it occasionally, but it's not cool. And so I didn't trust that that would be a reasonable thing for me to do. So I said, is this my higher self telling me? Yes, do it now. So I do. Now we're coming up on an interchange where we're going to change to another freeway. And I ask, is, you know, I wonder what's going to happen now. You notice I wonder, which is a what question, what's going to happen now? And sure enough, the truck is now on that curved road to change to another freeway. And it's the same road I'm taking. So I ask again, am I to stay with him? Yes, stay with him. The next thing this truck does is goes on the berm at 60 miles an hour, on the berm. Am I to say, yes, no. So I did, and there was another car coming the wrong way on that turn that I would have hit dead on because it was night. I was not a very, I mean, you know, who's a good driver compared to a trucker? They're always better drivers than us. When we come out of the interchange, I ask again, do I need to stay with this guy? No, you're fine. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. And you were not stressful, and you could keep on going. Isn't that wonderful? That's good news for all of us. That's right. That's right. That's absolutely mm -hmm. right. How neat is that? Talk to me a little bit about energies that you mentioned in your book. The need to protect your energies, especially while sleeping. What? What does this mean? Well, first of all, I, um, I don't use the word protection because I believe that that implies something that we, we don't really want to go in that direction. So instead, I'm being proactive. So, for example, um, in old days when I would teach people how to make, how to use, let's say, the invisibility factor, I would say, you know, instead of saying protect my house from thieves, because then that's also creating the thieves energy, instead just say, well, you know, and my house isn't even noticeable to anyone who would have um, inappropriate thoughts or something. So in the case of the energies around the body, and this is really cool stuff, <clears throat> I went to bed late one day and my office was directly beneath my bed. And as I'm climbing into bed, I can feel this like a wire, like a hot paperclip that someone has opened and it goes right in the center of my ear and I, and I, whoa, what was that? Now, at this moment, I am fourth dimensional because I'm feeling things that, I, that a normal person would not feel, okay? I see, yeah. Yeah, normal people don't feel that. So when I asked, what was it? It was the internet router. So I got up out of bed, went down to my office and unplugged the whole thing. The next day, my husband put... A timer on it so that it would shut off you know before we would go to bed at night and that way it wouldn't disturb us now in my new home I, I don't have that ability we our internet comes in in a way that we can't just you know put it on a timer so I started thinking well what could we do and the answer was in 
you know, you know what a you know what a Faraday cage is. And in, for the listeners who don't know that term, a Faraday cage is an energetic grid that's made in such a way with a certain kind of metal that prevents EMF or any other kinds of radio waves to get in. And if you go into a Faraday cage, for example, you can't receive cell phone calls or walkie-talkie calls or anything like that. So I create an energetic Faraday cage around my bed to prevent any EMF or any other energies that are inappropriate for life from affecting me. That's one of the things I say. I also announce that I am waking up in 5D. So in the morning when I wake up, I'm always in this great mood. And I also say I wake up well-rested and refreshed no matter what the night holds. So even if there was a fire drill in the middle of the night, I wake up and as soon as I'm in my, you know, in my body and I'm standing up, I feel terrific. Even when I think, you know, that, that was a pretty rough night, but it didn't matter. I feel terrific. And that's pretty amazing stuff. Well, that's something that we all need to know about visualizing a Wi-Fi free environment and claiming that you will wake up in a stress-free fifth dimension. I love this. Now, that's powerful. That is getting us to where we want to go. It's, it's really amazing. And part of it is we're not just visualizing that Faraday cage. We're announcing it. Initially, I used to say the prayer in my thought and read it, you know, read it on a, I had on a card that I have on my nightstand. But now I announce it out loud. And I have found that when you say it out loud, it's huge, makes a huge, wow. huge difference. Wow. And so if you're asking the what questions, what's going on, you have to say it, not think it. Is that correct? Well, when... I want to clarify here and say that if you could ask a question in your thought because your communication with your higher self might be telepathic. But when you are choosing to manifest something in your world, when you're choosing to control your energetic environment, announcing it is you being a co-creator. Ah. So that's why you use the words because the spoken word and your thought are far more powerful than just your thought. So you're maximizing, you're going to spend the time saying the words anyway, you may as well say it out loud. Wow, this is really vital information. It's like a hop, skip and a jump into the fifth dimensional world. I just love this. So you were also saying that when we get into the fifth dimensional world, our relationships change as well. Can you go into that a little bit further? Yes. And it's very interesting because sometimes when you're in 5D, you will actually hear someone ask a question and you'll turn to them and answer it. And then they'll look at you kind of funny and they say, why did you do that? And you'll say, well, you know, you were asking me, blah, blah, blah. And they'll say, no, actually, I didn't ask you. And you will respond with this like surprised look on your face. And before you can say anything else, they'll say, I thought it. But I didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, okay. And they're very much in the 3D world. Now, if you have, can you have like a bunch of people go into the 5D world? As, boy, wouldn't that be a great party? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody is in this happy-go-lucky 
stress-free environment. So it behooves you then to get his, all of your friends to take this book so that people can learn how to do it. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and you I, know, it's a funny thing. When people buy the book, I have in the back, I have a resource page where I'm giving away so many meditations that you're actually financially ahead. So, you know, you're getting a lot of stuff that I sell on my website that people buy all the time. Uh, and they're tools and they're, they're really important tools, which is why my guidance was put them as a bonus for people that all they do is go to this website and download these freebies that are so valuable. And um, that's kind of cool, you know, because one of the things that I really love to do and that I happen to have a really nice momentum on is meditations. And I'm really good at that. And I've ta I taught meditations for like 20 years and I wrote lots of meditations. And so there is this yumminess around the meditation work that I do that's really inviting. Yeah, it's it says here sacred geometry is uh, a part of the meditation. Yes. Now that meditation, the 5D Merkaba, is uh, the the text is there, but that meditation you actually have to buy if you want the recording of it. And there's a reason for that, and that's because I did it with someone else, and I didn't want her to not get paid. I see. Uh huh. Well, that's wonderful. That's very kind of you. So this is so, so fascinating. What else could you, uh, what didn't we cover here? Because I really want to make people understand that we truly are, and I've been talking about this for a long time, we have since December of 2012, we That's have right. been shifting into the 3D, 5D world. And I've never heard the fourth dimension in specified as a portal which makes perfect sense so after we get to the fifth dimension do the and and just love it do we go beyond can we go to the sixth uh -huh. seventh eighth uh-huh yeah and i actually have a table in the book where people can look at that and i describe what those things are many of us are in the sixth dimension when we are in the dream time so you don't remember that that's sixth dimension, but that's where you're at. And then when you're in meditation, you know, this happens to everybody at least once. They're in meditation and they fall asleep. And then they wake up when the meditation is over. Well, if you wake up exactly when the meditation is over, you were not asleep. What has happened is all of your body systems have shut down. So as much of your consciousness could go to a higher plane. And you're going to planes above eighth dimension because you can't bring any 3D awareness back. You'll bring stuff back, but you won't know what it is. It's kind of like sitting on a bus yeah. next to someone who's speaking a foreign language. You first hear a few words and you recognize it, but then you forget. You don't know what they're saying. You don't understand it. So part of what happens in the higher dimensional planes is your body acts like it's asleep. But if you wake up exactly when the meditation is over, you were never asleep in the first place. You were just in that zone of being so high that your body functions slowed it down, slowed themselves down. Wow. That's fascinating. Now let's go back to the sixth dimension and it's our dream state. A lot of people go in there. So that's the reason why we will have people who have transitioned come and visit us. 
because of that sixth dimension. So the sixth dimension is like removing that veil from us. That's that true. Correct? That's true. Exactly so. Wow. I love that. So I've often have people visit me. So that means that I need to get more comfortable with being there. Uh-huh. And understanding what exactly is going on. Okay. That is so cool. I love this. This, I, I've, I just got to say the name again. Waking Up in 5D, a practical guide to multidimensional transformation. This is a superb book. And I'm going to have it written out on my uh, show page so that everybody can go directly to Maureen's uh, website and pick this up. And that's, give me the, um, I do have it here. It's Maureen. M-A-U-R-E-E-N, St. S-T, Germain, G-E-R-M-A-I-N dot com. And you got to get this book. Oh, it's just wonderful. And you can get it on Amazon. It's available on Kindle. Barnes and Nobles has it. Just about anywhere. That's wonderful. Anything else before we leave? Well, there's lots of information about time, and we'll just leave that as a hanging thing. Oh. <laughs> Unless you want to take time to talk about yeah, time. Yeah, I do. I do <laughs> want to talk about it. <laughs> so we can increase and make more time, or we can decrease. That's right. That's right. We and can do either or. That's right. And what's interesting is um, I, have, I had known for a long time that uh, we could stretch time or compress time. And one day I was put to the test because my son and I overslept and he needed to get to a bus that would take him to O'Hare. And I woke up exactly when the bus was supposed to leave the bus stop, which was 30 minutes away. And he still caught that bus. Wow. Oh, my. And so how did you do that? Um, Well, first of all, we were in the car within five minutes. And I said to my son, I need to do some alchemy here. And I want to know if you're okay with that. And if you would participate or, you know, where, where you, what's your sass? Because after all, it was his drama. He was the one catching the plane. And he said, Mom, you got me this far. I just surrender all my energy to support this, whatever you're trying to do. So I announced for the collapse of time and space so that we could emerge on time and plenty of time to catch the bus. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Now you give workshops. Do you I do. That? I do. I'm doing a 5D event in uh, New York at the Edgar Casey Center. It's oh, a man. fundraiser. So the 100% of the profit of that event goes directly to the Edgar Casey Center in New York City. Uh, I'm also going to be at Uh, 5D events in Las Vegas, October 20th to 22nd. And I'll be at the Conscious Life Expo in February in Los Angeles. Oh, neat. Yeah, so I I do events like that. And I also offer online coursework uh, here and there. You have to sign up to get that stuff. Oh, but it's all on your site, so we can get the dates and everything. I just love this. Maureen, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of this fantastic information that I absolutely believe 
it's now. Now is the time that we have to learn about the fifth dimension in order to bring about peace to the planet. Right? Yes, ma'am. That's where it's all at. That's where it's all out. Okay. That's what we're going to do then. So we're asking for a day of heaven on earth for ourselves and everyone we come in contact with. I love it. Thank you so much, Maureen. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. Likewise. I look forward to the next time. It will be too. I'd love to have you back on. Excellent. Thank, thank you so much. All right. Take care. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week.
Oh 